Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and the special Star Wars Podcast Day episode that we're going to be doing. We're going to be chatting with uh, Blake and Ben, who are both returning to the podcast to celebrate this uh, unique experience within the Star Wars fandom. It's the second annual Star Wars Podcast Day, which is kind of interesting. We've got some fun facts to share about that. We're going to maybe play some trivia and share some stories and uh, should be a good time. So... Thanks for tuning in, and let's hit it. Another happy landing. All right, welcome back to the show, uh, Ben. Hey. hey, good to have you back Thanks on. Thanks so much. And our co-host, uh, Blake, welcome back. Hey, happy podcast day, or whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> happy Star Wars podcast day. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's going to be a good one. Um, it's, I don't know, I, I didn't even know about this last year, but uh, this is just something that came up, and, you know, I, I figured, uh, hey, let's... Uh, Let's celebrate Star Wars Podcast Day because, you know, we've been around for, uh, what, since like 2019 before the pandemic and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, what better way to uh, maybe uh, put out some some fan content than, uh, you know, celebrate a, a Star Wars podcast event, which is pretty neat. So, uh, so got some fun facts here. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, did you know that uh, there are almost 4,000 Star Wars podcasts on the Internet? I'm not surprised, but I couldn't have put a number on it. I think I'm more impressed by saying um, how many podcasts are in general. I didn't know podcasting was that big. Yeah, I think yeah. It's because it just became so accessible for everyone to do. Right, right, yeah. Like if this was 15, 20 years ago, it would be a different situation, right? Well, it's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because February 7th, which is today's date, uh, back in 1999 was actually the very first Star Wars podcast. And it was, uh, uh, this year is celebrating the 23rd anniversary of Jedi Talk, which was the very first Star Wars podcast on the internet, uh, according to this particular source, which uh, has been organizing this entire event. Uh, and then shortly after that, I guess uh, there came the likes of, um, I guess it was, uh, what was it? The Jedi, the Jedi Council or something? Or... Um, yeah, and then Rebel High Force. Yeah, yeah, the ones RFR, that RFR. Force cast. Yeah, Forcecast. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Forcecast, and then and then RFR came, and then uh, you know. But uh, by the time I think it was like within the last five years, like there's been so many Star Wars podcasts that have shot up, and a lot of it has to do with um, with Anchor, like uh, the uh, Spotify's um, uh, very own podcasting hosting platform, which is. Um, uh, which mm -hmm. is uh, you know responsible for a very easy distribution. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, do you guys listen to any other uh, Star Wars podcasts other than this one? I know, I know RFR was a big one for me. 
I like those what guys. What else do you need, man? Star Wars Escape Pod. That's all there is. That's all you need. <laughs> Self-promotion. Nothing as regularly, but I do definitely listen to like different podcasts for here and there, especially for Star Wars ones, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, main ones for me were RFR I listened to a long, long time. You got me into that. And then I was listening to the One Shot podcast. Uh, they do like D&D, and they did a Star Wars hmm. series called Campaign. I really enjoyed that one quite a lot as well. Gotcha, yeah. Interesting. So that's a that's a, like a yeah, you know, the D20 system or is that the FFG one? That was FFG. Well, they they did a one shot before which was D20 and then they they switched over to FFG for the the long series. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, I like those Star Wars RPGs, you know, the FFG stuff. It's uh brings I me back to I feel like I feel like we need to get back into it. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been Hope a while. That time. Well, once in a while we do a one shot, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, you know, when you were hosting back in the day, you, you put a lot of effort in running our campaign. It went over, almost a year, a little over. I think a long we, time. we ran for almost two years solid, and then uh, and then when, when 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 Wes started doing it, he ran it for uh, like a, between six months and a year, I think. Okay. So, uh, but it was less frequent at that point, and uh, and I don't know, but yeah, I I did it every. I think we did it every week or every two weeks or something like that, and and yeah, I put in a lot of effort because. I found that just the writ the pre-written stories and stuff they just kind of tend to draw on a little bit and uh, it's a little more uh, difficult I think for the players to keep interested whereas like the custom kind of one-shot things that I would always write were just always a little more interesting and I tried to keep them very cinematic and uh, yeah. you know like all that so uh, I know a big part for you was the FFG default storylines are all original trilogy and you wanted to do prequel stuff so yeah yeah i wanted to try and uh, i don't know uh move the timeline a little bit around and uh and but i mean we we did have a couple couple of um, like we did multiple different uh eras so in uh in wes's game uh uh you know we played post return of the jedi and then uh, in our in mine uh, that i hosted at first we did we did do post episode four and then eventually, I think we did uh, we did like a between episode three and four kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. so that was uh, that was kind of fun. But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's start off with uh, just saying if anyone else wants to uh, listen to other Star Wars podcasts out there who are uh, also broadcasting this special event, you can look it up with hashtag Star Wars Podcast Day or hashtag SWPD twenty twenty two. And uh, you can find all of those on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. There's a whole bunch. There's, I think there's 90-plus uh, Star Wars podcasts participating today, and uh, all those episodes are going to be launching and releasing between the 7th and the 13th. So uh, all thanks to Jedi Talk for kicking off this incredible Star Wars podcast fandom and uh, you know contributing to almost nearly 4,000 podcasts out there talking Star Wars every, every week. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty insane. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, but, um, guys, this is going to be a, this is going to be a crazy week because we're going to see the finale of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, so, uh, now I haven't heard any of, uh, book of Mandalorian, book of Mandalorian. Yeah. I haven't heard Ben's opinion on the show so far. In fact, I don't think you've been on since the show started. So, uh, no. you know, to just tell us a little bit about your feelings on the show. Okay. If you want my honest opinion, I watched, um, an episode or two, and then I wanted to binge it. I really like binging shows. I'll be real. Um, so I haven't watched it since. I watched really? it a little bit, and I said, I'm going to wait to binge it. Yeah, I don't know what is with me, but I think, like, I don't like waiting a week between episodes. I, I'm like, I want to watch it the next one, 
And so every time a show comes out, um, except for The Mandalorian with you, but I usually just try and binge, binge the show I'm watching, um, wait till it's all out and watch it. I have kept up on some of the news here and there. Um, like, it was pretty hard to not... I mean, this might be a bit of a spoiler if someone really is also doing the same thing for you. Um, but um, is that Cat... Like, I know Cat Bane comes in and things like that. And so I have, like, certain opinions. But, no, I've, I've generally just tried to, like... I watch an episode, I'm like, this looks pretty good. I'll probably watch it when, uh, when it's over and I can just binge it. I don't know. I feel like I get more immersed in TV shows when it just all hits me at once. Right. That's fair. Just get the whole story, and you get all the all the little details you might have missed if you'd waited. Yeah, it's kind of like how I also really like marathoning shows, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. like marathoning movies. It's like, I think you just get like a different experience of just like, whoa, I feel it all, and it's not like you forget things in between, but it's like, oh, I don't know, I feel like I'm better at picking up the little things and stuff like that, but that's my that's my take on, on watching shows. Right. Well, I gotta tell you, Ben, the clock is ticking because the finale comes out this Thursday, so you and, better hurry and, up. And, and once it comes, like, I'm talking, I'm talking like one weekend kind of binge. Like, it'll just, like, I'm probably on Friday, Saturday, I'll just rewatch, I'll rewatch it all. I'll just, no, watch just it take all. work off on Thursday. Dude, there we go. <laughs> Finally. Fi- Blake, I need you to coach my life. Just, hey, dude, Star Wars is coming out. I got some pointers for you. Like if Number you can one. convince if you can convince my boss to let me have the work off, I will I will be, I'll do that. Just I'll put walk in, good in there for you. I'll see what I can do. I don't think you understand. This is important. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um it's uh because it's the last week of of all this all this stuff going on, there's been uh, of course a new drop for a new teaser. So, you know, um spoilers a little bit if you haven't seen like the first couple episodes just tune it out for like the next uh, 60 seconds while we take a quick listen to this I just realized that's the wrong teaser. Let's take a look at the actual one. <laughs> oh, you the sonic charges going on. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's the actual one. 30 seconds long. The storm is about to break. I might be able to help with that. These interlopers threaten our planet. I have a few scores to settle. The Book of Boba Fett, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. All right, there we go. So, uh, final episode comes out on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, a variety of stuff actually came out recently, which uh, I'm going to run through real quick because uh, interesting news. Uh, More recently, we had the launch of the High Republic uh, young adult novel, which is called Midnight Horizon. And as well as the Marvel Comics uh, High Republic issue number 14, we saw the launch of... uh, the Marvel miniseries called Halcyon Legacy, issue number one, which is going to be based on the Galactic Star Cruiser in Disney World, telling a story in the High Republic era. It's going to be five issues long. We also saw the launch of Crimson Rain, issue number two, which is uh, also a five-part miniseries that's telling the sequel story to War of the Bounty Hunters and focuses in on uh, Crimson Dawn and uh, the character of Kira, 
who we were introduced to in Solo, a Star Wars story, who's finally kind of being uh, brought back into the saga, and uh, they're kind of filling out what happens with her. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to as far as, uh, as far as Star Wars content goes. And, um, in fact, even today I saw on the news, Star Wars Andor has been confirmed for a season two, which is uh, pretty nuts. And, uh, you know, we haven't even seen season one yet, so uh, that's coming out this year. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big move considering we haven't seen season one. Yeah. What, I mean, what, what if we get another solo? <laughs> Right. I mean, like, I, you know, I was wondering, I was like, geez, I mean, the, the... and it's not to say I didn't like the movie, but it was a budgetary thing. Right, like, right, right. From there in. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Andor is going to look fabulous, like the way that they've described it. Uh, they're approaching it from the standpoint of of uh, a feature film that's just been divided into uh, segments. So I, I assume it's probably going to be less episodes than even Mandalorian or, or Book of Boba. I would maybe pinpoint it at like six episodes that's just my theory but uh I'm, I'm thinking about five or six episodes that are maybe slightly more lengthy that all kind of tell one kind of cinematic thing a little bit like wandavision maybe or loki uh something that they approached with um or sorry uh falcon winter soldiers they approached that show with hmm. the same mentality where it's like okay it's a, it's a shorter season but we're gonna do it as if it was one movie and then just cut it all up into like some pieces so um, that's that looks to be as if Andor might come across that way. I, I know I watched uh, that behind the scenes thing. I don't know if you guys saw that, but there was like these big set pieces that they did, and uh, it was pretty neat. I was like, oh, okay, this is a lot of budget going into this, which is good. It's hmm, gonna be a good story. Cool. Is Dave yeah. Filoni really involved with that one, or is, is he more like higher up on the uh, like the food chain for this? I don't know. I mean, like he, he did have that promotion, which kind of made him the the creative supervisor for all things television but uh but you know he he does uh i mean i would imagine he's involved you know in some way shape or form but i don't necessarily know if he's actually directing any of the episodes himself or, or writing uh mm -hmm. but you know we, because, we could be surprised yeah because so. you know it's, it's just dawning on me now this might be the first project a live action project where it's not something that's really connected to stuff he's already done like this is right like it's Lucasfilm, mm -hmm. but that was more like I would say. Uh, John Knoll was behind a lot of the Rogue One stuff, yeah. As well as obviously Gareth Edwards and like right. that whole side of things. But Dave Filoni, I don't think he touched anything, any of the characters from Rogue One. So I'm curious to see what he'll do with that. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, how that's going to play up, and of course how they warp all these other stories that they've been building because when rogue one came out like many of the other films they do uh publish a lot of books and comics and and stuff like that that try and work their way into the canonicity and you know try and smooth the edges of the beginning and ends of that film into the rest of what they've done already in the canon uh but uh you know as we know from uh from more recently in book of boba as well as uh bad batch you know they've been able to do their own cutting corners i guess shall we say of of um ignoring the linear chronologic uh, uh, chronology of certain events and they've actually changed some things in in uh, the favor of telling the story they want to for the on-screen uh, depiction so uh, there is uh, like I think we talked about in the last week's book of Boba episode about Grogu and and the, the Yoda lightsaber and this and that 
but I mean, uh, you know, spoilers for anyone who's uh, <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> listening here. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's just a, it's one of those things, right? It's like, okay, well, some things happen in the comics that originally were to be a certain way, and now they've changed those things for the on-screen depiction. Uh, where does the actual canonicity kind of happen, and uh, is there a possible connection that all these events take place anyways, right? And uh, we saw the beginning of Bad Batch and uh, and how Keenan Jarrus or Caleb Doom was, uh, you know, right off the bat in Order 66. Super cool moment to see on screen, by the way. But uh, I I owned uh, the uh, trade paperback Kanan Jarrus uh, Jedi Padawan comic books that told that story a you little. Just toss that out the window. Yeah, it, it was a slightly different telling, right? <laughs> like it was, it was, uh, it, the premise was the same. Like Order 66 happened and uh, Caleb was on the run from a bunch of clones and all that stuff. Uh, and it, But he was on a different planet. The Bad Batch wasn't there. It wasn't involved. And it was just a different, you know, minor details were just different, right? Like the overall thing was generally there, but like the details were completely, completely off when, when they saw it in the show. So I think uh, when it comes to on-screen depiction, the films always come first. Then there's like the live action shows, then the animated stuff, and then you get the novels and then the, or the, the novel slash comic books kind of work their way into the, uh, it's funny that we've come full circle. Yeah. Because in the EU, that's what canon was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the EU and it's, it's actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, I was actually looking this stuff up, uh, the other day and, uh, Ben, did you ever read any of the old expanded universe stuff? I read some of them. I can't tell you what I read. It was when I was young and I was just like, Hey, anything that's uh star Wars, I'll read it um yeah i have no idea how canon it was right right i so, know i was like i read some of it like oh man this is cool this is cool the schoolastic books <laughs> well i also took it a lot like i came a lot more from comic books like in, and in batman like yes there's canon but like i think like traditional superhero comics have a lot more kind of flex with the official narrative and so uh, when i read the star wars books i kind of took it like that i was like cool this is an artist interpretation of that and i never really had that like firm canon that star wars has today mm -hmm. nope i always whatever i saw was added to the universe and that was final so as far as i was concerned star killer was the most powerful character ever created and that was that <laughs> dude i loved that i was like man why is he not though <laughs> <laughs> i i'm i'm told that it's him being canon but i do think he should be toned down <laughs> the um the canonicity of of uh some of these things um I have a quote here from Leland Chi, which uh, he is uh, a guy that's, uh, I don't know if he's still at Lucasfilm. I, I assume he is, maybe, but uh, if he's not, that's, um, I don't know what happened to him there. But, um, you know, we um, we have uh, a, a guy that, well, you know, the, Lucasfilm has a guy that, um, that it's, his name's Leland Chi, who owns the, or runs the uh, Holocron, what is it, the Holocron, uh holocron database or databanks or something like that and uh, there's a quote from him here that says um, lucas didn't really have much concern for what he uh what we were doing in the books and games so the expanded universe was very much separate uh what we had to do in the expanded universe was if george did something in the films that contradicted something we had done in the expanded universe then we'd have to change the eu to match what he did in the films so that's just a little mm -hmm. quote from Leland Chi as to how the old EU used to work. And uh, now today with the Disney canon, it's not fully completely separate like the way it used to be with the old EU, but they try to, um, uh, they try to build the stories all at the same time to just make you know, a consistent 
you know, thing, right? So let, let me try and let me try and explain what you're saying in simpler details. It's like basically Star Wars Angry Birds is at the peak and yeah. everything filtered through Angry Birds Star Wars at the top. <laughs> that's confirmed. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think that's the, uh, the pyramid the, is upside down. Yeah, the pyramid is upside <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, it's one of those things, though, that, you know, it's just it's just something to keep in mind, I guess, like with the Disney canon, mm -hmm. I guess their idea was, well, the EU was separate from what Lucas was doing. But then, you know, when George, you know, he would have his approval for certain things, but uh, yeah, they kind of he did touch on stuff or else he wouldn't have turned down uh, the rabbit. What's his yeah. Name? Yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson. Jackson the Lord rabbit. Jackson. Look it up everyone on the internet. Jackson the rabbit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that like, okay, they built it on the on the side. Right. But Disney, when they bought the franchise, they're like, okay, well, Lucas is gone. So now who's going to be the new Lucas that determines what's what? Oh, I have a good idea. Let's just make a story group, give them the uh, kind of like the ability to kind of make things consistent as best as possible. Yeah. yeah. Recommend things to storytellers like our directors and this and that, but then also kind of let's just start fresh so that we're building all these stories at the same time. And it started off like a really great idea, but out of the gate, there were some things that were just questionable. Cause like, I, I remember the first novel that came out, it was a new Dawn, uh, the star Wars novel regarding, uh, you know, Hera, Hera and uh, Kanan Jarrus before star Wars rebels, the, the show right. came out. And then I remember this. Yeah, and then we watched Star Wars Rebels, and I feel like Kanan Jarrus just did not live up to the depiction in the book. Like there was nope. like some things about him that were like he's just way more grizzled and like awesome in the book, and then in the show he was he was still a cool guy and a cool character, but it just seemed like there were some things that didn't really line up as far as the maturity of the character went. And yeah, I agree. In the book, they really depicted him, depicted him as this like smuggler, very Han Solo-y at this point. Yeah. But then in the show, right out of the gate, he was much more Jedi leaning. Like, yeah. Wanted yeah. to do the honorable thing all the time, not as like underhanded and sneaky. Yeah, he so, uh, he hadn't fallen. Oh, yeah, in the show, he hadn't fallen as far from being that Jedi status. Whereas in the book, they make it seem as if he's like completely kind of lost his connection a little bit to what he used to be right well he'd given up on it because he knows he's an outlaw he can't live like that everyone else is dead so what's the point just move on be a normal person yeah yeah ben did you ever watch star wars rebels um not a ton of it i it is started to watch it, it. <laughs> i started to watch it and then i started re-watching um i started re-watching the Clone Wars um, with my fiance, and then so I put that on hold while I did that. Yeah. And yeah. now, and now we're trying to get, we're, we're, we're trying to finish that. But, right. Um, and then so yeah, I've watched like parts of it, and I kept up with a lot of the lore. One thing I was gonna say though is I think it's interesting with like new kind of like canon is I think before at least when I maybe this was different you know for you guys but at least when I was young like because there wasn't such an easily accessible like database of all the information collected someone could come in and be like oh yeah man turns out this happened I read it in a book and I'm like I can't refute that I have no idea if you're wrong but mm -hmm. I feel like now everything's so centralized and like the idea of like oh this is like hard canon has become a lot more important whereas before it was like some you know kid came out with like a story 
And I was like, I have no idea if this mm-hmm. is real or not. And you're just like supposed to take it. It's a big selling point because, um, you know, you go to the theater and uh, watch movies like these big Marvel blockbusters. And then it, it's almost, uh, and I know, Ben, you're not a big Marvel guy. Like you're more of a DC guy. But like it's a big thing right. for people to go to the theater, watch a big blockbuster film. And then want the continuity in the next big chapter, right? And and then off screen, it's like you get the TV stuff. And then you get, you know, it's like, oh, look, there's a book or a comic that kind of ties into that show or that movie or whatever, right? And and uh, DC's been a lot more slack on, like, how they approach, like, a, a continuity on screen. Like, they keep their TV stuff separate from their blockbuster stuff. And then even their blockbuster mm-hmm. stuff has had multiple very resets yeah a number of resets they do have a dceu which tells a continuity but then they're also not afraid to do stories that don't take place in that continuity right like the joker movie yeah. or or uh or the new batman movie that's coming out in march so yeah it's it's like a it's but i mean i wouldn't say they're struggling but like marvel's really hit kind of a golden egg with some of the most top grossing blockbuster films of all time and part of the reason that it's so popular is that people go see these other movies. Like, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of Spider-Man or a big fan of Iron Man or whatever. And then they're like, Oh, that character's in that thing. Like, let's go see that. And uh, it's, it's a huge selling point. Right. So for star Wars to kind of have that, that web of interconnected canonicity, it's like, they got everything going mm-hmm. for them. They got audio books, uh, comics, novels, video game narratives, you know, the shows, the animated, the, the, the films, right? Like, they got so many layers of this thing. And when they started from scratch, arguably it could have been easier for them to keep track of it all. But out of the gate, already some continuity differences. And then as the years have gone by, this thing has just gotten so it's massive that is yeah. now yeah. back to problem number one again. How do we keep track of it all? I think that's the flip side of that. <laughs> so, I think that's the flip side of it, though, is like... I know people like, you know, for even for even for like actually Marvel and Star Wars, I'm going to say both Disney like big purchases because they have really like done a lot of TV and movies for a lot of those like like I know people who's like, is it like they'll be like, is it really worth watching the Bad Batch if I can't watch the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba, Boba Fett? And it feels like it feels like the investment can be really big sometimes, which is something that I'm like. Or if when people are like, well, I didn't like this story. I'm like, just ignore it then. And they're mm-hmm. like, I can't just ignore this part of canon. I'm like, just ignore it. And yeah. my canon, it's not. And I think yeah, there's nothing. I all it, six I, movies. <laughs> but I think there's nothing. And I don't do this. And I actually, I get really frustrated when people do this. And I also do it to frustrate people. So, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, calling myself the big hypocrite here. Yeah. Is I'll say like, you know, my head canon is different. Yeah. And, you know, just like, you know, I'd rather the story this happen. I was like, I don't like the way this happened. I'm, I'm my head canon. This person, you know, did this. And I think there is certain like, you know, there's a certain amount you can do that. And a certain amount of like, just accept of like, man, I hated how that went down. Stuff like that. Yeah. But it's fair. an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, to like, each their own. I'm sure mm-hmm. if you try to argue with Pablo Hidalgo, he would have some differences to say. But yeah, I think it makes the... it work for you. The term, uh, the term headcanon has been thrown around a lot lately. And, and uh, I think you're right when it comes to the amount of content that Star Wars has been putting out. Uh, you, you start to kind of pick your favorites and pick your pieces kind of thing. It's like, what do you want to be the story for you kind of thing, right? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... Uh, stuff a little bit, like Jar Jar Binks was actually a Sith Lord. <laughs> Dude, that's true. <laughs> right i mean uh yeah so like there's there's things where i mean i know there's like uh there's a lot of star wars content lately that maybe uh 
maybe people might not like this or that or whatever. And for them, their headcanon is it just doesn't exist. And, and, you know, I mean, as far as I go, like my own kind of like what I would call headcanon, I guess, is just I try to make sense of the existing canon that they're building. It's just headcanon wise, I just have to try and fill in the gaps when something doesn't make sense. And uh, whether I like it or not, I still kind of accept that some things happened uh, in the story, uh, but uh, I just try to make sense of why it exists, right? And and so as far as the continuity differences, I think um, I think you know it's uh, I think uh, you know actually Alex actually described it really well on on uh, on YouTube. Is uh, you know you just kind of just be creative, right? Like like I think uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to these storytellers, like they're telling these stories with uh within this crazy continuity right but i mean they're telling them and they want to tell a good story and if it suits the story best they'll do certain things to maybe bend the continuity a little bit because every year that bar just gets thicker right with more layers to to Mm -hmm. cross over and interfere with so it's so much coming out all at once yeah it's a full-time job to stay on top of it right and they're building stories in multiple points in the timeline and everything so it can get crazy and and i think like we owe lucasfilm at least the, uh, the 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 our own personal kind of uh, patience and creativity to kind of make sense of things that might not line up properly out of the gate. Uh, maybe we'll I get a story down the road that makes sense of all this would stuff. Would you right? prefer they slow down, release more stuff, but had it more more continuity in it? Yes, I would. I would because uh, I have a, I have a huge. Um, uh, I'm not a very fast reader, and I don't find a lot of time to kind of read stuff. But I find there's so many comics and books that come out that i i feel like i want to stay on top of and just can't and um because there's uh, multiple comic series a week you know like these days there's at least three uh issues for different series per week kind of thing and uh and you know in a month that means you'll get like about i don't know eight or more uh singular chapters in a particular series oh, right and yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Like like the ongoing series right now is uh, Doctor Aphra, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, the new miniseries for Crimson Rain, Halcyon Legacy. They got the IDW uh, High Republic Adventures, the High Republic I gave up from on this so long ago. Yeah, the High Republic from Marvel, uh, and then the Darth Vader ongoing series. Uh, so that that right there is eight, and uh, and then there's also just the Star Wars Adventures from IDW. Uh, recently, Star Wars made a new licensing agreement with Dark Horse Comics, which means that they're going to be coming out with something as well. We're already at ten, right? So, like, there's there's so much. That's just comics. That's just comics, yeah. And then and then on on occasion they'll drop an audiobook story. So so far we've got the adapted uh, Doctor Aphra into an audio format. There was the very well done uh, Dooku Jedi Lost book that they that they well it's now it's a book but it's just the script like it's the it's an audio book that you have to enjoy kind of audibly and then they did one uh, more recently which i think it's still coming out and uh or the novelization is coming out in march but the audiobook has been released it's called tempest runner and it was also based in the high republic it's about lorna d the uh, the nihil um leader so uh there's that as well and then there's uh, of course the star wars insider magazine with the short stories that take place in the continuity right now all of them are high republic based uh, and then, uh, you know, sometimes they drop a video game and, you know, it's just like, it just gets so much. And then is there even people out who consume all of it. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, is <laughs> like, that, that's gotta be a small number of people. I mean, it's definitely like your big star Wars YouTuber. People are probably 
on top of everything, right? But uh, because that's, that's like the point, their full time. That's like their uh, full time job, right? Like that, you know, yeah. when you're in that, that situation, though. Yeah. If you're in that situation, you don't you don't enjoy it anymore. No, I know, right? right? And yeah, that's just. I mean, maybe it. you do. If you can enjoy everything like that, that's actually really impressive. It is. It is because um, you know I find uh, you know I'm not. I mean, I, Star Wars gets me excited, but I like, and as much as I want to stay on top of this stuff, like, I don't want it to feel like a chore, and I want to be excited about reading the next book or the next comic or whatever, but, you know, if, I, if, I, if it doesn't get me going, like, if I'm not, you know, if I get off work or whatever, it's like, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my evening? It's not exactly the top of my list most of the time, and it's like, you know, for these people that are full-time Star Wars content yeah, creators, like, that's their, their thing. Here's right? my question, Josh. Is do you think Star Wars needs to appeal to every demographic? No, I think that's the benefit of so many things. Like you can get like a comic series that you like, a comic series that someone else likes, which right. I think is cool. But does Star Wars need to appeal to everyone? Because I think like on one hand, it's like it's cool if everyone can love Star Wars, but then it also is like I can't follow everything on Star Wars. What do you think? Of, what do you think of your opinion on that? Well, originally it was created for kids. It's just now those kids are all grown up and expect to still get stuff. Mm -hmm. And then try to do these no, that's a... people who were kids in the 70s and 80s and the 90s and the kids that are coming out now. That's a very good question. I think that's also a very good response. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I would say is like on top to, to, to add on top of that, I would say uh, uh, it's both a yes and no. Right. Because, um, yes, I think Lucasfilm wants to appeal to all the demographics. But no, there's I don't money I, to be made. In all right. Yeah, exactly. And then and then there's also just the people pleasers that they want to ensure. Yes, Star Wars is for is for these people. Right. And like they want to appeal to every demographic out there, both, uh, you know, gender, sexual orientation, whatever. Right. Like they want that that brand to be accessible and uh, familiar and uh you know, comfortable with like any fan, mm -hmm. right? And they don't want to, they don't want to cut anyone off, which which is fair, right? And and it makes sense in a, in in today's like kind of crazy world, it 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 makes sense. But uh, but I mean, as far as like a a storytelling purpose goes, I I hope that they don't look at it as an agenda. Like I hope that they just focus on just telling the best them. stories possible and not need to have to tell these stories to please those demographics, right? If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, like, so, like, not the whole point of it. Yeah. Like, like, do you want just to do a, like, uh, do you want, like, a romance Star Wars novel and, like, this Star Wars? I just want someone to think of, like, whenever That's I funny. feel like franchises get massive, you get, like, and I, I know, like, Star Wars, like, the original movies were, like, you know, in part romance and part this, and, like, they had multiple genres attached to them. But I always think it's easy, interesting when it's, like, hey, we want to, like, have everyone join Star Wars. It's, like, then Star Wars becomes everything, and, and you know, if I'm gonna that's quote, what it is. you know, syndrome. Yeah, and that, like when it, when when something when everyone's super, if everything's Star Wars, then nothing really is. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not. And, and here's the thing: I, I say that, I say that, but I also love the Star Wars anime, um, right? The Star Wars, uh, like the, the we did the the thing on the Visions, I think it was, right? Right, yeah, that's right. Um, and I love those as like someone who likes anime. I'm like. Part of me is like, yeah, but that's also me. Like, I'm the guy who's like, oh man, it was sick. They released this like random, very niche. I'm okay, I mean, not very niche anime is not like that small, but like kind of interesting little thing. Um, yeah, and canon. I think it's it's interesting. I know it's not canon. I do agree, and that that kind of is the saving grace. Is like, 
now, but now like everyone, like part of me is like, if I had the choice, would I have some of those be canon? I'd be like, yeah, it'd be cool if some of them were canon. Some of but them, I'm like, ah. yeah, some of them I think would fit in. But then well. that just adds to the like growing, hey, we're just releasing Star Wars something for like every individual niche. And I think that there's just too much where like, I kind of like it where it's like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you hate the prequels, it's what it is. And even the sequels, like, it doesn't matter if you don't like the sequels, it's what it is. Now it's like there's so much everywhere. And I guess there was a lot everywhere with the expanded universe. Not I as just... much as there is now. Because yeah. right. the, the thing is, yes, there was a lot of the expanded universe, but that's because it came out over 30 years. Yeah. If it mm-hmm. came out at the rate it's coming out now, like... Right, no, you're right, yeah. And, could be and, whole yeah. landfills of Star Wars. There's... Like, multiple TV shows that, like, like, there's a lot of TV shows going on right now. For yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. And, like, that's pretty impressive. You know, I'm like, whoa, there's like a lot. Like, just if I'm just to watch like every Star Wars TV show, that's like actually like not a small amount anymore. Didn't Bob Iger say we're going to slow down and. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then the Mandalorian just, made money. Yeah. Turns out you just needed to make more. Yeah. I will say, I think it came back to, I think, I think like. Disney Plus was carried on the Mandalorian. Like, yeah, I think for, sure. for a new streaming service or anything that you need a critical mass of people for it to be worth it, um, you, your opening has to be super strong. And I remember, like, when the it's kind of like how like launch titles for a video game console are super important. Um, the launch title for the streaming service is super important, and really it was just on the back of the Mandalorian because everything else everyone's already seen before. Everyone's already seen the Beauty and the Beast and the Lion Kings, and they're all like, "Hey, look, you can watch Lion King." It's like, dude, I own that on VHS from like the '80s or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah. right. No one cares. I definitely did not come on the eighties, did, did not go on the eighties, <laughs> but you know, we're rolling with it. Um, but then, then Mandalorian was like, holy crap, which my also hot take is I actually thought that season one to the Mandalorian was a lot better than season two. Yeah, that's fair. I think, uh, yeah. you, you mentioned that too, Blake. Yep. I, I thought that as well. Yeah. Um, I think part of it was season two to me felt like they intentionally spent more time trying to launch the other shows coming out mm-hmm. it was the same issue i had with the arrow series back in the day right yeah like season one was awesome and then season two felt like like they're like oh this really worked now let's use it to make more stuff yeah they used arrow as a launch pad for all the other oh, shows. oh yeah i right? agree i also really liked arrow too and then they're like the flash gets his like little three episode thing and then this guy yeah yeah um, Supergirl and i think legends of tomorrow and everything yeah yeah, yeah. I think for me, what tied kind of into that was like, it did not feel like a lone gunman in the West, which I know it's like, but it definitely was, it was a Western for, Mm -hmm. you know, all genre purposes. Yeah. And then it felt like it kind of pivoted hard from like that Western vibe to like, like it it just, it lost for me. The Mandalorian was a Western. It just be, it didn't become a lone gunman anymore with his kid. It became Luke Skywalker and we're going against the empire and those things. I'm like, Luke Towers is cool, but I don't think that actually creatively was the best choice for us. Um, right. I think I liked it more with, I mean, maybe if that's the ending of it, cool. I just liked it more when it was just a couple people just going through the West, exploring planets and being like, yo, we're going to fight off some people who are raiding this farm community and we're going to so, yeah. do to this. Me, it sounds like your issue is the exact issue I have with every single fantasy novel series I read. It's that the first book, the first season is so good, and then the next season's like, everything has to be bigger and badder, and then it just, I just lose, like, it's not as good, because you like, I like that's the small feel, right? Instead of trying to make this big grand thing. Yeah. 
And maybe if it, if it felt from the beginning. I also think, though, that it's also hard. I think this is something I think Western studios, actually, maybe not, everything's not that good at it. It's like knowing when to end when you're ahead. No one wants to quit while they're ahead, but then you're just like, and I'm like, okay, now's a good time. You have a good ending. It's like, yeah, but now we're making the most amount of money. I'm like, just please. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it was good. I always think of that Batman quote when, uh, when, when, oh, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when he says, uh, you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Or like, you know, from mm-hmm. Harvey Dent. And uh, so I, it's, it's so true. Like in the corporate world, right? Like, you, you know, you get these crazy good stories and then they start to milk it and milk it. And it's like, they don't want to risk making something new that people might not like. They just, they know what works. They know what makes money. Let's just keep going. Right. And, and so, yeah, like we are getting a Mandalorian season three. We're all looking forward to it, but will it continue? Like, will we get a season four because it's so good? Will we get a season five and, you know, Andor already approved for a season two. Like maybe that's for creative story purposes, but uh, I mean, I didn't hear a season two being green lit last year or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, and, and we haven't even seen a single episode, but they have enough faith in the show that they're able to already produce a second season for this thing. So, I mean, you know, where does it, where does it stop? Right. And, uh, I mean, the I Simpsons say, is on season 33. Oh man, that, that show, I don't think it can be canceled. Like they, they got some award a few years ago for the longest running series of all time. Which, which show is this? The yeah. Simpsons is on season 33 right now. Oh my right goodness. And, and there's some shows. watches it anymore. I mean, I, I, that's okay. I rewatch seasons like five through 13 and that's it. I'm trying to think right now. When was, I know my grandmother watched Coronation Street. Is that still going on? That's like a British soap opera <laughs> that I'm like, I'm just yeah. saying like, wow, I think, and like, there are some shows that go up. I think also those kind of shows have hard reboots. Like, um, like the biggest example I can think of is actually Doctor Who. Cause Doctor Who is like, Hey, we're done with this guy. Let's just soft reboot with the weird doctor changing kind of thing. Um, right. And it's like an in-universe story way of actually making a show endless in a way, right? Which is kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah. But it's in the end, cool. like you are, you do reset almost all the cast. Um, yeah. And sometimes you're like, hey, I really don't like this doctor. Like, um, I don't know, right. I don't, I don't know how much your audience <laughs> really knows about Doctor Who, but I, I really like Matt Smith. Tenet. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, well, dude, it, Matt Smith is my favorite. I hear, I hear the doctor's changing again. Uh, we don't know who is, it's going to be, right? Is it? Holy yeah, crap. yeah. The, the, this, last, uh, this last, this uh, last season, which was called Flux, uh, season thirteen or so, uh, is uh, is the last one. So it's it was like a mini, mm. a mini series within uh, within the continuity, and then now they're going to take a break and then come back, and they'll have a new doctor again. So, yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's true. I mean, like, when does it end? I mean, uh, it's, it's usually all about money, but, uh, I hope Mandalorian doesn't become the launch pad show, right? Like I hope it's not the arrow of the star Wars universe where like, cause we already know Ahsoka book of Boba and then the now canceled Rangers of the new Republic were all supposed to spin off of Mandalorian. Right. So yeah, now we're down to, right there. Yeah. Season two was a, was a launching pad. It was, yeah, it was a launch but pad. It's, it still had good story in my opinion. I still, it did. It. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was very happy with the finale. I still and, like, I want to be said, I still enjoyed, I still watched the entire thing. I just yeah. didn't like as much as season one. Right. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess we'll uh, we'll probably see uh, whatever how whatever happens with Book of Boba, I guess in the end, 
Uh, it makes me wonder, is that going to be a launch pad for a second season for that show or maybe spin off into something else? And uh, will we get, you know, like, or, or will it just feed right into Mandalorian season three that comes out later this year, right? Maybe this is their way of doing the Doctor Who reincarnation. They'll just keep launching the next series. Yeah. The previous one. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Right. I mean, uh, in a, in a weird way, it kind of makes sense, but in another way, it's like, I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Right. Cause I mean, I love Star Wars stuff, but it's like, it it gets to be a lot. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, for a, a lot I'm gonna of, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it here. They're using Book of Boba Fett to launch the new series about Machete, the Rancor Trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, another uh, Rodriguez uh, special. <laughs> Rodriguez. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about um, sharing some stories about our first Star Wars uh, kind of fandom memory. But I figured we would take a moment to uh, do that in honor of Star Wars Podcast Day. Um, uh-huh. do any of you guys have a good one to share at some point? I mean, uh, maybe I can start. Um, I, uh, so I, I think, uh, one of my, one of my most vivid Star Wars memories was, uh, probably when, uh, when episode three came out and I was already like a, like a fan for many years. I was in like grade five when this movie came out and, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think I was, uh, maybe three or something or maybe, um, uh, no, maybe, maybe three or four years old when, when Star Wars really kind of caught my attention and I started to kind of um i remember going to my neighbor's house and they had these qui-gon Jinn and obi-wan kenobi and darth maul toys that were on these bases and you put a put it push a button on it and it started to play this music and make quotes and it would kind of like move side to side with the lightsaber and and if you had all three of them they would fight each other kind of thing so it was kind of a cool thing um and uh yeah i just remember i remember uh, my dad going to the movie theater with my aunt to see uh, attack of the clones when it came out uh, without me and I was really uh, I was really upset because uh I, I wanted to go to the movie theater to see this movie but I wasn't as like hardcore fan uh as I was when when the uh when the the third episode of the prequels came out and uh, my parents saw the trailer and they took one look at him they're like you're not going and uh <laughs> and I remember being absolutely devastated and I I, no! I was yeah <laughs> and I was so I was so upset man and I, I um I would um I would pawn on them for weeks. Like, uh, I think I saw it. Eventually, they kind of gave in because all my friends had seen it. And uh, and I had all the Star Wars Lego. Like, they had, they had fed me all this Star Wars stuff because I was a huge fan. And now they wouldn't take to me to see the movie. And uh, and so, eventually, my dad was like, okay, we, we should maybe. I was, like, crying one day in the kitchen. And he's like, okay, we, we should probably take him. And uh, they gave in and they took me. And it was uh, now, to, to this day, it's my favorite movie of the franchise. And but you guys, um, you showed up late and you walked in. The first thing your parents saw was Django Fett getting decapitated, <laughs> right? Well, you know what the funny thing is? So Diego's been on the show before, right? Diego, uh, our, our after show host for Clone Wars Talk, if anyone's been uh, tuning into that show. And um, he uh, he saw the movie, I think, once or twice or something like that. But I don't know. Maybe his memory was faulty or something like that. I don't know if he remembers this, but uh, he would feed me, like, all this, like, bullshit. And just like he would tell me these things that just happened in the movie that didn't actually happen. So when I, when I went and saw the movie, I was like, I was expecting something to happen because he kind of spoiled these things for me. Right. But they didn't actually happen. And then when I saw the movie and it actually played on the screen, I was like, hold on a minute. He was, he was lying. Do you remember what he said? It was like, it was like weird stuff. Like, um, like his, his memory was like twisted on like the whole grievous fight. 
and uh, things that he said about uh, about Anakin's betrayal and stuff like that. It was just like I can't remember specifics, but I General just remember Grievous was Obi Wan's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I remember, uh, maybe he just m- remembered the movie wrong, but he was telling me all these false things. And then when I actually saw the movie, I was just blown away at like the, at how different it was compared to his possible spoilers that he kind of gave me, uh, you know, in the weeks before I, I saw the film. But uh, yeah, I was so happy with it that I was in grade five at the time. And I, you know, it's not like I had a job or anything like that, but I paid to go again. And I paid for my mom's ticket to take her because I was so convinced. I loved this movie so much that uh, I was like, you have to see this movie. And so uh, I used some of my birthday money to like pay for her ticket and everything. And uh, and then she went with me. And, and uh, in the final fight scene on Mustafar, I had to go to the bathroom. And no <laughs> she, she, I was like, I had to go to the bathroom. And I was young enough that, you know, I had my parent go with me to the bathroom in the theater if I needed to go really badly. And she was like, you are sitting through the rest of this movie. <laughs> so you like <laughs> had me say, I was like struggling so much to keep it in, in the final, like it was Anakin versus Obi-Wan, like super intense. And I was like, I got to go pee. And she's like, no, you are staying here <laughs> or going by yourself because I am watching the end of this movie. Why do um, I picture you had the exact same face as Anakin when he screams at, at Obi-Wan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but no, I, I managed to uh, watch the end. As soon as the credits hit, I just bolted and, you know, um, just demolished that urinal. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good story. It was a funny story, um, but I uh, figured I wanted to bring that up. You guys have any good stories like that? Nothing as grand as that, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to I think of, of like what my biggest moments were. I think for me, um, my favorite piece of Star Wars media is Star Wars Battlefront 2 on my PlayStation 2. Like, I don't, I actually think that that game's better than all the movies. I don't know. That's <laughs> like, I played that game so much. Playing it again, it's still great. Also, terribly unbalanced. Holy crap, the droids are <laughs> yeah. absolutely broken. Um, like it would take like a small militia to kill one, uh, uh, uh one droidica. Anyway, um, but I remember playing through the campaign of that game and there was something that hit hard when like, I'm sitting in my, uh, my games room, like young, I forgot how old I was, but like, you know, around 10 years old-ish, maybe a bit older. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe more grade like six, seven, grade six, seven, something like that. Um. And just when you're the one who like assaults the Jedi temple and you're the one I was like, Oh, I'm the bad guys. Now. Yeah. And just like, y'all knew it was coming, but like, just like, I remember pausing. It was like, dude, that's what I was like, dude. I remember at that point, I'm like, screw the Jedi. I'm done with the Jedi. I'm fully on team Stormtrooper. Hashtag clones did nothing wrong. But no, I was like, <laughs> like that, that moment changed my entire perspective on like Star Wars. Like, I used to see it as, like, a very, like, Jedi. I was like, whoa, nah. Like, what? Why are we following the role of two people when the entire uh, entire army changes roles, you know? Right. Um, and it, what's that was one of my favorites. Game, is it also uh, shows the perspective that the clones knew that was going to happen the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good story. And Tamara Morrison voiced the main clone, which is pretty sweet, just like he did in uh, Republic Commando. Uh, he mm-hmm. played the voice of Boss and everything. That was that was my favorite Star Wars game back in the day. I think it came out around the same time as Battlefront Two, actually, maybe the year before or something like that. Um, but yeah, what about you, Blake? Any any good Star Wars memories? 
Uh, a couple, a couple small ones came to mind when you brought up the topic. I recall the first time I ever saw anything Star Wars, like related at all, and it's I was this is before Phantom Menace came out. I think by just a few years, and I was at the, the small local swap meet, and my mom found the the widescreen VHS box set of the original trilogy. I remember her. Uh, I guess like sharing that with me and like being really excited, and then we, we uh, recall we went home and we watched them. And from then on, I was just like a huge fan of Star Wars. So the naturally, the Phantom Menace came out. We all went to that, and I don't remember seeing it. Well, I I remember flashes of seeing it in theaters, but more fondly of Phantom Menace, I re- I remember just sitting in our living room on the floor, building the Lego Naboo Starfighter while watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you still have that? Because that one's uh, that one's a rare find. I do have that, but obviously it's not in box. <laughs> you got the chrome uh, the chrome bits on it, right? Like the uh, and the original one wasn't chrome. Oh, you had the the first first one. Okay, yeah, the right. very first one that right. came out in like ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, the really. Yeah, I, yeah. I got most of the sets. I got like I got the tanks and the the droid, uh, like wow. the carriers. I didn't get the pod racers originally, but my, my cousin did, and he gave them to me years later. Nice. Like I got, a, I was surprised actually. I, I was a big fan. Yeah. Well, that's... And the, the only other memory that I think fits what we're talking about here is I recall it was after Attack of the Clones, but before Revenge of the Sith. Maybe it was maybe it was actually before Attack of the Clones. It was around that time, and myself and my cousin were on a merry-go-round, and I remember this vividly because it just changed my life. And she told me that Anakin becomes Darth Vader. <laughs> and I just did not believe her. Really? Well, you, so you hadn't seen the other films at the time? They weren't out yet. Well, like, no, I mean, no, four, five, six. The, the original trilogy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen them many times, but I, I didn't. I was so young, I didn't know names. Right. Like, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that Vader's name was Anakin. I just knew him as Darth Vader. Yeah, I guess. I guess when you're younger, like you don't make the all the connections right so yeah that's that's yeah. that's hilarious wow yeah so like yeah. my mind was just blowing i'm like i'm just merry around i'm just like what yeah you know it's um it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, and uh, uh, ben actually knows about this because um I, I think i've changed his opinion forever on on how to watch the star oh, wars 100%. movies with this argument but uh whenever whenever anyone asks me like how do you watch the star wars movies i always say chronologically because if, you know for anyone who doesn't know about that secret you know, the big surprise is, is that secret, right? It's not that Luke's father is, is Darth Vader, but it's really like this prophesized chosen one that falls to the dark side and becomes this villain. It's like watching Harry Potter. And then in the third movie, he becomes Voldemort or something, right? Like it's like this <laughs> tremendously big moment. And, and, uh, I always made the, uh, if to someone who knows nothing about the story, I always thought that's, that's the biggest thing because like this, this big saga is really about the skywalkers right and it's, it's primarily about the fall and resur- and redemption of of anakin skywalker so um you know and then uh and then of course uh and then of course his son being a, a big part of those last three films but but yeah like that's uh that's usually what i what i mentioned to uh to people when they ask me as to like oh how, how should i watch them I, I usually give them that answer but uh of course i don't I tell them a, the secret but <laughs> i was always a big fan of the machete order until there be came too many movies <laughs> just, you yeah. can't do it anymore no you can't it. it's it's crazy because um because uh, when i watched the clone wars finale with with diego for the first time um i'd already seen it a few times and we finally when we were doing clone wars talk it kind of overlapped with the last season that came out 
And then when he saw it, he's told, he's, I think it's on record at some point, but he said he can never watch episode three again without watching those episodes that overlap with the, the film. And because it just doesn't feel complete now without that story interwoven through that narrative, right? And recall um, we did that once. We like yeah. watched 30 minutes of Revenge of the Sith. I knew exactly watched... where to pause it and yeah. switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. switched over, watched the Clone Wars season six, and then went back to the movie. Yeah, season seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, seven. Yeah. yeah. They just release a cut where they splice it, honestly. Just put that on <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah, That's I cool. mean, the, the transition between animation and live action gets to be a little. Um, a little like you got to get used to it a little bit I guess but if you've seen Clone Wars so many times enough to kind of be okay with that visual aesthetic it's usually fine I think the biggest difference for me that it was more obvious more stand out was the voice of Anakin going from Clone Wars to the live action film that was the biggest contrast I think Um, I didn't even notice yeah yeah Um, I was just to me, I was blown away with the level of detail they did with keeping the consistency. Oh, like man, yeah. The shots, because they worked around Andy, or, uh, Ahsoka not being there, right? So there's, right. Like, there's a scene where the Jedi Council are all in this like meeting room. And in Clone Wars, I think it is. So mm-hmm. It's one or the other. I can't remember which one comes first. But it's like Ahsoka is in the room and she like leaves. And then... It, in the film is the exact same scene right after she leaves and like Anakin walks in. Yeah. It was like, it's crazy. That's right. Shot for shot. Like it feels like it would have been, it should have been one scene. Yeah. Completely overlaps. It's, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, and, and that's why he gave me that reason. And I was like, I thought about it. I was like, okay, well that's, that's pretty nuts because you know, that's his, like, that's his favorite Star Wars movie as well. And, and to, to now change that entire kind of viewing experience. And now he has to watch it. Again, with the Clone Wars, every time he watches it now, I was like, okay, that's a bold statement to, to make. But uh, but also, it's like you throw, you know, these spinoff movies into the mix, and then it's like, where do the live-action shows fall, right? Because now big events are happening in these live-action shows, and it's like there's just so much to watch that, you know, is it this thing like the MCU where it's like you kind of have to do it chronologically at this point if you really want to make sense of it all because it's, it's just though, so big. Almost, I would almost, to new people who were, have never seen it before, would just get them to watch the the original six movies. Mm. And then come back for everything else. Just because it becomes so unwieldy. You're like, I think it depends oh, you want to try it? Here's 12 movies. Okay, I think it's though it's different if you're like, if you're like a six-year-old kid and a parent, you can freaking just do it every, like, you, it's you're so much time together, anyway. right? No, yeah. but like, like if they're a young kid and you're the parent, I think you have so much time on your hands with them. That's like, hey, if it's like you and a buddy where you have to, like, if you live together, um, then I think you have, then it's a lot easier to do the TV show if you can, if you can spend a lot of time together. Whereas if it's like every time it's like hard to do and you have to like, oh, you know, it's like if it's a right, if it's easy to do a regular thing, you can do it. If not, I think it becomes a lot tougher. That must be a very, um, you know, a very special experience, of course, if you're, you know, parent and showing your kid the, the the Star Wars movies for the first time. I'm sure whatever 
whatever order yeah. you guys choose to to show them in is probably you know it's it's oh, um no 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 my family showed it to me all in a random order so <laughs> screw that so, yeah so yeah screw all that um because there's always my siblings so my siblings like oh we're gonna watch this one but like if they like they wouldn't not watch a movie because like their younger brother couldn't make it but they were nice they'd invite me if i could so they'd be i'd like watch like one then three or like and then like <laughs> They'd like go like, oh, let's watch the original trilogy. So it'd be like one, and they're like, oh, okay, like hey, because they already seen them all before, yeah. so they could just like do whatever they wanted. Um, no, I got, I was screwed over. That sounds kind of um, terrible. <laughs> well, okay, here's the other thing is that I also like for most of my like big like franchises, I already had most things spoiled for me because like ones where I was a kid, my parents like were like, oh, you can't watch it. Um, but my parent, my brothers could watch it. And they always bought the video games, so I'd learn the movies from the video game cutscenes first. Yeah. Oh no. And then, and that's how I found everything out. Like, yeah, like so I learned about Lord of the Rings through my brother playing the game on the GameCube because I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah. But it was my mom, like you know, wasn't you know. It's it's funny. Like, oh, you're spending time with your brother. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was watching a video on YouTube recently about uh, some guy. He was ranking all the Lego games, like all of the like, there's like twenty oh, yeah. something Lego games, right? And, uh, of yeah. course, when he got to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit ones, uh, he said that when he, had, I guess it was a younger guy, because he said he hadn't played, he hadn't watched the films yet, um, I guess maybe for age purposes or something like that, when that game came yeah. out, uh, which I feel like that game didn't come out that long ago, but maybe it was. Uh, but that that game, basically just, he got the story from the Lego Lord of the Rings game. Oh, my God. And, then, so and then he watched the series, and... and <laughs> Like, and I was like, oh, they got wow. it wrong. This is what happened in the game. <laughs> I feel yeah. like Lego's not made for that. <laughs> no, because there's, there's so much goofy Lego, like, yeah, warping. and also you don't get their humor unless you already, already know what they're referencing. Oh, yeah, okay, no, cool. exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't really understand the Lego humor of the what they're cracking jokes about until you actually see the original stuff that it's based on, right? So, sure. uh, but no, it's true. I mean, like, these games are made for a younger audience sometimes than what the films are made for. And, uh, and yeah, a lot of, a lot of kids actually who don't see the movies will get those stories from other sources. Right. And, and, uh, I mean, yeah. we're, we're living in a day and age in which Fortnite basically rules the internet, right. Where, where I remember when rise of Skywalker had just been, it was about to come out and the monologue that Palpatine releases to the galaxy about his resurrection or his return wasn't in the movie. They had played it in Fortnite for anyone between, you know, this week and that week kind of thing, you could hear it in the game if you played Fortnite, but there was no way, no other way to, to hear this thing. It wasn't all on the website. They didn't launch it on YouTube. Nothing. Like, you had to play playing Fortnite to be able to get this piece of Palpatine, Ian McDermott monologue, and then that was kind of their way of marketing to that audience to go to the so movie bizarre. and see the film. But see, it's like, as a Star is, Wars this fan, is what I wish... we meant. Yeah, I mean, like, By, is it is it is there too much Star Wars in places? <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> when, you know? when it, oh, dude, did you check out the Fortnite audio clips? That's when you, know you hit something different. <laughs> you know, the thing is, though, like, yeah, it's really weird and it makes it super niche, and a lot of people will like miss it. But it. Honestly, I think it's something George would have done. I agree. I feels era? like it feels yeah. like it's like, oh man, you could only get this thing if you like bought a McDonald's Happy Meal. I feel like I heard those all the time. It's like, oh yeah, this is a limited release McDonald's Happy Meal toy. Yeah. I'm like, what we, the heck? It's it's uh, printed on the inside of the 
Or the French fry bags. You gotta tear the bags open, and then inside <laughs> yeah. there is the opening dialogue. You guys, you guys remember uh, uh, Jab of the Hut uh, pizza boxes? You know, when uh, uh, from, yeah, from pizza that. from Pizza Hut, yeah, yeah, Jabba dude. The Hut. I always sat inside Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. like pizza, idiot, apparently. pizza hut would give you um i think it was when phantom menace or attack of the clones came out it was a long time ago or maybe no you know what it may, it may have even been the uh the special i think it was the special edition dvd releases or something but uh they uh they had this marketing ploy with uh or this marketing thing with with pizza hut where the boxes i think they had jabba on the cover right of the pizza box wearing the yeah. the hat right the the, yeah. the little pizza hut hat thing and um and then uh, I think uh, they also did some other, some other stuff or whatever. But but yeah, it, it might was, have uh, been when they did the the original special editions in the nineties. They had a bunch of ads at that time for stuff like that. Right. And they did a. It's funny because for a long time I thought I grew up with the original trilogy because there was ads and toys that came out for the original trilogy in the 90s. It's just the re-releases, yeah. Yeah, but I, 10, 15-year-old me didn't know the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny that how uh, how it works that way, right? Because, um, you know, it's it's just, uh, I guess, you bringing movies back to the theater and stuff, like, yeah, it can give someone an experience of, of, of feeling like they're seeing it for the first time even though it's been out for a while and stuff so i i always like it when they bring movies back to the theater and um i it's really too bad that they canceled all those uh 3d star wars releases in the theater because uh the phantom menace was the only one who got got the uh the release but uh there yeah, there I went is to that um, opening day and it was surprisingly busy oh and yeah everyone was in costume that that movie on wikipedia when you look at the box office mojo um, it's actually the re-release for 3D that's bumped it up more positions than it used to be. Like it made a really like a decent amount of money because uh, at that point I think it had been was it I think 15 years. When did that 3D release come out? Like 2012 or something like that. 20 yeah 20, 2012 I think 20, something yeah, around there. Right. Yeah, it was around it was around the same time that they announced the the Blu-ray releases I believe. But uh, yeah, it was it was a while back now. But uh, you know. Uh, not exactly the 20 year mark, but it was, it was getting close to that. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since people had seen this movie, but, uh, maybe some people, but, or maybe a lot of people see watch it every week. Who knows? Right. But, uh, the fact that it was in 3d for the first time and then re-releasing that in the theater experience, you know, people were just engrossed in it. And I remember our local theater had like people dressed up as Darth Maul and they had the 501st stormtroopers arrive and they were in the lobby hanging out. And, uh, it, it was just a really cool thing. We all went with a different version of Luke. Yeah, you said you walked in the theater yeah. and people cheered, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there a lot of people just had Jedi costumes. Yeah. But I was uh, a New Hope Luke. And then uh, a buddy of mine was Luke training on Dagobah. And, the other, and then the third guy was uh, Luke Jedi Knight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, we're getting to the uh, hour, hour minute mark here for the podcast length, but uh, I figured we would play a quick round of Star Wars Ultimate Trivia just because uh, celebrity, ce uh, celebratory purposes. Is that, is that the right term I'm looking yep. for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, if you guys are up for it, we got some brand new sound effects to determine right and wrong answers using the new gear, of course. So if you hear this. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. That is a wrong answer. And if you hear this. Good. 
<laughs> that is the correct answer. <laughs> you should have saved it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny, like putting Palpatine as the right and Yoda as the right. I thought that was it's kind reversed. of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you guys are ready for this, maybe we'll do uh, like four four questions each, or, or maybe six or something like that, and depending on how the score goes, and then I'll call it. Um, sure, sounds fun. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Hope you guys are ready for this. So, uh, so uh, just a quick brush up. Uh, you start at tier two. Uh, for anyone who's, um, you know, possibly uh, tuned into the show before and listened to our Star Wars Ultimate Trivia uh, games that we've had on on uh, the show, uh, we have like a hierarchy system as to how this uh, this game works. And uh, let me just bring it up here. So tier one is the main movies slash easy behind the scenes. Tier two is animated and live action shows. Tier three is games, comics, and novels from the canon. Tier four is legends uh, slash expanded universe. Uh, Tier five is random slash behind the scenes and very difficult uh, to answer questions. So uh, without further ado... The game starts at tier two. If you get a question wrong, it sets you back a tier. If you get a question right, it bumps you up a tier. Here we go. The first question is for Blake. Maul's set of legs are magically made from, is it A, garbage, B, droid parts, C, Grievous's legs, or D, ship parts? Because I know it's the junkyard. I'm going to go with ship parts. Ooh. Ship parts is the incorrect answer. I am sorry. You can give me the right one with the droid parts. How embarrassing. I droid parts. How embarrassing. I thought it was droid parts. I was like, well, I think it's droid parts. Nice. Yes, the correct nice. answer was uh, was B, droid parts. Ah, nice. Alrighty, next question is for Ben. Obi-Wan first came up with his nickname Ben during the Clone Wars. Which bounty hunter was he posing as during this time? Was it A, Jabo, B, Cad Bane? C. Racco Hardeen or D. Olbap Olgladech. <laughs> I think it was Racco Hardeen. I'm pretty sure it was Racco. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like. Cool. You don't often. Actually, I forgot this was going to be multiple choice, and it was like, what bounty hunter? I was like, I completely forgot his name. And I was like, can we show everyone? I was like, okay, I think I can remember it on this. There you go. Beautiful. All right, Blake. What is Count Dooku's Sith name? Is it A. Tyrannic, B. Bane, C. Sylvan, or D. Tyrannus? D Tyrannus. Alrighty. Welcome back to the correct answer, Ooh. Club Blake. <laughs> Quit showing off. I'm about to get this one wrong. I have a bad just jinxed myself. Man, the Battle of Jakku was how many years after the Battle of Endor? Was it A five, B one, C twenty nine, or D eleven? I want you to know I recently um I recently found out the answer to this. Which is gonna make it way more embarrassing when I get this I wrong. Think, did you? Were you the one who had this question on the last time we played? No, I didn't have it, but I remember hearing this last time. I remember people talking about it, and I'm like, I remember it being surprising. That's it. Um, so I think it's either one twenty-nine or five, which doesn't really help me that much. So I'm just gonna go. So the Battle of Jakku was how many years after the Battle of Endor? Yeah. I remember being surprising. So was it one year after? We're going with B. One year. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome. I'm absolutely killing it out here. Alrighty. Next question is for Blake. Ezra Bridger's homeworld is is it A. Dantooine, B. Lothal, C. Tatooine, or D. Florum. 
B. Lothal. Oh, I would have got that one wrong. Um, question: Does the Battle of Jakku? Like, do we have any like big comics or anything on the Battle of Jakku? Yeah. Um. So uh, actually, the um, the aftermath. aftermath yeah, the aftermath trilogy of books kind of works its way between the mm. end of Episode Six and the Battle of Jakku. Uh, also, uh, I think uh, the Shattered Empire miniseries from Marvel uh, Star Wars is also a really good one to read. And uh, there was uh, obviously the, the the campaign for Battlefront Two uh, yeah. is a good one to uh, to obviously kind of experience some of the Battle of Jakku as well. And um, let me think, there was uh, I believe there was one other one other thing, and it just it's not coming to mind right now, but. Uh, yeah, there's 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 not a whole lot of content that gets in that first year, you know, of worth of time. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting event, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Uh, the next question is for Ben. The Secret Apprentice's last name is what? Is it A. Galen Merrick? Uh, oh, sorry, Apprentice's name is what? Yeah, uh, B. Ram Coda, C. Ezra Bridger, or D. Cade Skywalker. I do not know. We're going back to the old high school Ben multiple choice guessing strategy. <laughs> Can you repeat the question? Yes. The, <laughs> the uh, option, sorry. The, the secret apprentice's name is what? Mm -hmm. Is it A, Galen Merrick, B, Ram Coda, C, Ezra Bridger, or D, Cade Skywalker? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, it would be really helpful here is if I knew who the secret apprentice was specifically uh, referring to. All right, yeah. So clarification: we are talking about uh, we are talking about the Force what? Unleashed Secret Apprentice. Oh, okay, that one. Um, okay. Shoot, I played through both Force Unleashed games too. <laughs> They're some of my favorites. I can tell you, I almost paid zero attention to the story. I was just swinging my Wii Remote and nunchuck like nobody's business. I think I think that's the idea of the game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man. Um, okay, last time, last time, I promise. Now that I know that's this, I can like listen in and was like, oh shit, I might actually know this one. One more time. All right. The secret apprentice's name is what? Is it A. Galen Merrick, B. Ram Coda, C. Ezra Bridger, or D. Cade Skywalker? I feel like Coda was part of the game. I feel like I don't. I feel like Coda was the Jedi in the game. But let's go with B. We're going with B. Ram Coda. Yeah. How embarrassing! Oh, was Coda the um? Was he the uh, Jedi the in that game? Yeah, he's the one who trained. I knew. I was like, man, he's definitely in the game, and he was the only one I could remember in the game. I was like, I feel like he was that. It's a very Jedi name, game. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What know, was what was his name again? Galen, Galen Merrick. Merrick. Yeah. Dude, it was a 50-50 shot. I was like, I don't remember <laughs> Galen Merrick as much. Oh my so God, the, that feels the, bad. The interesting thing about Ram Coda is that when they did Star Wars Rebels, I think a lot of uh, Kanan Jarrus is kind of based on Ram Coda a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It's mm. also Ram Coda. He he is blinded by by Galen. Right? Yeah, because in the expanded universe in Star Wars Legends, Galen Galen Merrick and Ram Coda eventually uh, become friends, but they first kind of fight each other. And uh, Galen Merrick is responsible for blinding uh, Ram Coda, who wears like a 
kind of a thing across his eyes and he's also got a ponytail and, and stuff like that. And he's also one both? of the, f- yeah, he, nice, like underground smugglers. Yeah. He's kind of like a, kind of like an edgy guy who wears a bit of like, uh, I think he wears some armor pieces and stuff like that too. Right. Yeah. I think they both wear the same shoulder pauldron. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kane and Jarrus basically is the same dude. Like he's got the eyes thing. He's got, he's blinded eventually. He's got the, uh, uh, the ponytail, he he wears the pauldron thing on his shoulder, and he's also one of the founding Jedi of the Rebellion. <laughs> so they, yeah, got, they got all of that funny. stuff in common, yeah. Um, I feel bad now. I was like, I was so close, and I should have put my gut. Dang it. <laughs> Next question is for Blake. Vader Immortal takes place on what planet? Is it A, Coruscant, B, Nur, C, Bogana, or D, Mustafar? D, Mustafar. Dang it. Good. All right. The Boo. next question is for Ben. There are two Thrawn trilogies in the canon so far, which is six books. Name the subtitle of the prequel trilogy of the Thrawn series. Is it A, Thrawn Rising, B, Thrawn Ascendancy, C, Thrawn Forever, or D, Thrawn Origins? The sum total of my Thrawn information is... Um, AJ always playing him with uh, AJ always talking about him. AJ, um, AJ had Thrawn set as a screensaver on his phone for like for years. I think it's still set to that. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn. I want to say, I want to say it's like, I think Ascendancy. I think okay, Thrawn Forever. Is it? Is this like a name one of them? This is What's uh, the specific ending of the question. So, so there's two trilogies, um, which mm-hmm. make six Thrawn books. Three of them have a subtitle. Uh, as yeah. to defer the trilogy yeah. from the other trilogy, right? So the question yeah. is, what is that subtitle? Is it Rising, Ascendancy, Forever, Is it the first or one Origins? or the second one? Uh, that is the question I'm asking you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, is it like the first series of books or is this the second series of books? Or is oh, this, this like, is, this is the, uh, the, this is the prequel trilogy that they did okay. after the, the first. I think three. it's Thrawn Ascendancy. I think that's what I remember it being. It could be Thrawn Uprising, but I'm going with strong Thrawn Ascendancy. Go with that. Hit me with the embarrassing. Ooh. Talk to me. Oh, no. Mad yeah, respect. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Bless. All right. We are sitting at 3-3 uh, three, three as far as the score goes. So let's do one more round and see if it's still a tie. Uh, the next question is for Blake. Luke Skywalker's wife in Legends. Is it... A, Lumaya, B, Leia Organa, C, Mara Jade, or D, Hira Syndulla? Mara Jade. D- you absolutely C. gumbo. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, let's go Spiral. with uh, next question is for Ben. When does the heir to the Empire story occur? Is it A, before episode one, B, after episode three, C, during episode six, or D, after episode six? Heir to the Empire. Yeah. This is an expanded universe Star Wars Legends question. Never at all even heard of this. So I'm going just on the fact that my guess, Heir to the Empire sounds very either during Episode 6 or after Episode 6. I want to say after Episode 6. That is correct. <laughs> We're going to keep that's going. The, that's the original Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, that is the uh, original Thrawn trilogy, which, um, oh. which uh, yeah. Fun fact, actually, that I found out recently. The uh, the mountains in um, in 
the Bad Batch, which we saw the Bad Batch infiltrate and uh, get one of their own back, uh, I believe, right? It was um, uh, they were they were doing something there, but there was like a there's like a cloning facility there and stuff like that. Uh, that's the same location that was first created for the Heir to the Empire series uh, in trilogy, and and it was a a cloning facility that um, that was brought into the 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 trilogy of books. Um, same name for the place and everything like that. So I actually didn't know that until recently. Hmm, um, so cool. nice little Easter egg they brought back into the canon from the EU. Uh, classic Dave Filoni. So next question is for Blake. Uh, we're still a tie game, 4-4. Palpatine began to feel something calling him to the unknown regions. Who did he consult for the information about those territories? Was it A, Thrawn, B, Vader, C, Torvalum, or D, Snoke? I'm going to go with A, Thrawn. That is correct. Oh my goodness! Come on! A lot of Thrawn questions in a row here. Oh uh, my goodness! Like okay, <laughs> Ben. Next ben. question: Thrawn. Ben, I think you've I think you've hit tier five here because you got a really tough one here. Where, no. Where is Dave Filoni originally from? Is it A. San Francisco, oh. B. New York, C. Pittsburgh, or D. Los Angeles? What are the options? I was just thinking about how screwed I am. (laughs) (laughs) Is it A, San Francisco, B, New York, C, Pittsburgh, or D, Los Angeles? Everything in me says San Francisco. I think he's got that, like, kind of... He has that kind of vibe of someone who... that, That tech startup vibe. I was literally just looking at his Wikipedia page too on like what actually has he done other than that. And I was looking at like how I was like looking at how he's done like a bunch of other shows I've looked at like Jake, the American dragon and stuff like that before this. And never did I once think, where is he from? But hit me up with fricking San Fran. <laughs> All right. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Uh, he wow. is. He originally wait, 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 Blake. Yeah. Where is he from? I'm going to say Pittsburgh. I'm a huge Penguins fan. <laughs> that is correct. Is he? Yeah, yeah he I got from her. Pittsburgh, yeah. All is right, and there, there we have it. Yeah, he's a huge, yeah, he always wears a, a Penguins jersey all the time. One sec, well, one sec. I feel like I never see him wear a Penguins jersey. Well, well done, Blake. Well done, Blake. That was a worthy effort, Ben. Um, Thank you. You know, we, uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, I was you, about to say, I was like, man. He might be from Pittsburgh, but no one's from Pittsburgh. So you so know. true, right? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he wears a cowboy hat, so he doesn't feel like a big city guy, but no one's from Pittsburgh. Well, right. I think well, Southern California, I guess, people might wear. I don't know. I guess yeah, I thought that like he was just like one of those the cool guys. Family, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, well, there, there we have it. Uh, uh, we're, I think we're at like I, I don't know I forget I forget how many how many games we've we've won now in the past with uh, uh, last time last time Ben when you played I don't think Blake was here was he correct yeah right yeah. okay all right that would have been an interesting experience with with Phil and everyone else competing but uh, I think you yeah. guys are both sitting at uh, one, one one game per person now for victory I'm points two. you're at two oh you're at two if we count um, the other ones right don't yeah. count the other ones yeah <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. I think going into the new year, we're at we're at one one. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there you have it. So uh, Star Wars podcast day, you know, coming to a close, and um, you know, I feel like uh, it's a uh, it's a crazy business, you know, to be uh, 
producing Star Wars content for the fandom and everything like that. And uh, I'm really happy you guys uh, make the time to come on and chat Star Wars with me every every week or every now and again. So, uh, you know. Maybe, or maybe three times in a week, such as this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, one of our one of our guests got pushed forward, but that's a good thing to mention um, to everyone uh, listening. A uh, friend of ours who uh, we met a long time ago at a uh, force, a very fun Force Friday, uh, named Adam Adam Lamping. You can follow him on Twitter. He uh, made a very uh, very unique website. He used to be one of the guys managing RebelScum.com, very famous. Uh, fan uh, star wars fan website and he kind of graduated on from there to do his own stuff uh now he's got a new website called geekgiftregistry.com so make sure you look it up uh it's essentially just a giant database of multiple websites where you can find collectibles and toys from various uh, star wars merchandise and uh, power rangers and tmnt and uh, transformers and whatever else you can you can find all of it on this website and you can make this uh, custom wish list that you can send to family and friends and stuff like that. So they know uh, what to buy you from uh, various different sources. And, uh, and it's, it's going to, it's going to be an expanding website with other features coming soon, but um, it's basically just a universal kind of nerdum uh, merch website, uh, which is kind of cool. So he's going to be, joining us in one week, um, which was pushed forward from this week, but uh, he's going to be joining us to chat about that and, uh, you know, chat a bit about uh, his uh, Star Wars collecting and, uh, you know, merchandise and this and that. And last time he was on the show, it was, it was a good time. So looking forward to having him back. And uh, we do have the finale of the Book of Boba coming out this upcoming Wednesday, which is pretty nuts. We're going to see the conclusion to that show. And you can look forward to our uh, after show slash review on that. Um, wow. Did you guys have any last words to say before we wrap it up? I'm looking this up right now. He's from Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Do you know that um, Ming-Na Wen, who's in the Book of Boba Fett and like the Bad Batch and stuff in Mandalorian, is also from there? Really? They went to the same hometown. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. They're both partly raised there. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? What about you, Blake? Any any last words? Well, I don't have anything as wise as Ben to add to this conversation, but <laughs> uh, just thanks for having me, man. It's always a good time. And Ben, it was a good duel. Looking Dude, forward to the next one. I'm still salty about the uh, the Star Killer question, but you know, we'll get we have to we have to replay those games now. <laughs> yeah. It's all right, man. I got my Dude, my, breaks my heart. Question. I was like, I thought he was the Jedi, but I remember his name in that game. What's funny is when I was guessing on mine, I was picturing the planet from Force Unleashed, which was all ship parts. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Raxus, yeah. right? Yeah, Raxus, that's what I was. Yeah. That's what I pictured in my head. So I'm like, oh, it's gotta be ship parts, not droid parts. It's all ships. <laughs> right. I yeah. remember looking at it and it looks like it's droids. Just, funny... I remember like I remember his feet. Yeah, it was, like... it was uh, super battle droid parts uh, from the arms and yeah. that stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, the funny thing is they never actually confirmed the name of that planet that he's found on. So it very well could be Raxus, but yeah, I guess. Um... Oh, I was thinking of the wrong scene because I was thinking on the junk, ju yeah, the junk planet, not right. on the uh, like with the the Night Sisters. Right, Dathomir, right, right. Yeah, because yeah. he technically gets robot legs twice. Yeah, so, yeah, the mother kind of ghosts, uh, she shows up and kind of puts him back together and disappears again, so. Right, yeah, yep. that's the wrong one. <laughs> All right, thanks again, guys, for coming yeah. back on the show, and we'll catch you in the next one. Keep flying.
All right, and all you guys listening at home, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Hope you guys all had a great Star Wars podcast day. And, uh, you know, look for those other shows using uh, using the, the hashtag Star Wars Podcast Day or SWPD2022. All our contact information is in the description below. Look for those links. And we're looking forward to the finale for Book of Boba. We'll see you in the next one. May the Force be with you. <laughs>